today we're going to talk about family. Yeah, family is a big deal, man. Keeping the balance between family life, personal life, work life, I think is a struggle that guys in our position, uh, most likely you guys listening out there, we got to find that balance. We, I, I just came back from a seminar out in Cairo, Nebraska, spelled like Cairo, Egypt, but it's completely different. It's out in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. And I was out there for about five days doing the seminar and I kept FaceTiming my wife and my son's just turned three today, actually. And at that age, you know, he's, he's wild, he's defiant, he's finding his way, he's independent. And I could see the stress and and sort of the the struggle of uh, my wife because I wasn't there to help. Her parents were out of town. They had gone to, um, actually had gone to a trip to Paris. So she was doing this like single parent thing and it was sort of getting to her. So I felt a little funny with the, I, I was working but at the same time, I enjoy what I do for work. It's, it's it's a hobby and what I do professionally. So I felt kind of guilty about having a good time. I felt guilty about being away from them. Yeah, man, I know exactly what you mean. I felt the same way as I've been on these birding trips. And now that I'm trying to incorporate that into kind of a side hustle job, that helps me justify it in my mind. But the reality is, you know, and through her eyes, I'm out birding, right? So she's back with the twins. They're being a hassle. It kind of burns her out, too. Yeah, you know, my job is either training martial arts, camping in the woods, teaching wilderness survival skills, or a combination of both, which again is what I was doing this past weekend. And I can't help but feel guilty. I know, I know it's what I do from to support our family, and I don't know. I, you know, I feel really fortunate about it, but it's a, it's a struggle. I feel like the hobbies and the work, when it's done right, it lets me come home clean. It lets me blow off steam. So I come back and I'm. I'm a blank slate. I'm, I'm better set up to deal with the struggles of home, but I have a tendency to kind of go all in with what I'm going all into. And, uh, it, it can be too easy to slip out. All right. You and me both have trouble with going all in for me. This hobby though, was coming off of a really rough time for me and my wife, and my girls. I mean, it was two years of hell for them and taking this hobby on was such a relief to all of them. Really? My wife said, yes, go bird. This is great for you. This is helping you out a lot. Is that because she liked the Tom that came back? Yeah, it was a, it was a more balanced Tom and that I wasn't totally immersed, you know, in the fetal position too, from the struggles of work. I took my girls on a couple of trips with me too, which also helped, but yeah, there's that guilt in doing that, but there's also this encouragement from my wife too, at the same time, but also she has to share her shit too. So when she's having, being burned out, just like your wife, it's, it's there. Yeah. You know, fortunately through my hobby and my professional career, we've, and, and, you know, my wife helps me run the dojo. So she's friends with people that I've met through the hobby, through martial arts and that sort of thing. And several of those friends stepped in, uh, and helped while I was gone. So it kind of reiterates the point of the last episode about how important friendship can be towards, you know, your mental health, but also just helping when you need actual physical help. One lady swooped in and took my wife and my son and our dog for a hike with her and her dog. So they got to blow off a lot of steam. They got to get some exercise out. The dog got to walk. Raiden got tired. He got to go swimming. Had a great time. We had another friend from the dojo that came and brought my wife some uh, cake and some wine after a particularly rough day while I was gone. And I was really grateful for that. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again not all family is blood right you you can make new family members through this these hobby pursuits you know i think that the one thing that helps all this is just awareness that your wife's going through this when you're gone and you're there and not make her what to call country clubs the golf widow where the guy's golfing all the time or the guy who's fishing all the time or hunting and just doesn't include the family i want to include my family in what i'm doing there's only so much interest they have though 
towards what I'm doing. And I won't be doing it at this rate of travel in the future. It will settle down into something that's livable. My son right now is, again, he just turned three. So we've done some stuff. I, I take him kayaking and we'll go hiking as a family and that sort of stuff. But it's a little tricky to get him on the mat. He's not quite old enough to train in our regular classes. So he and I play around together one-on-one. Camping has been a challenge. I've tried camping in our living room. One night we set up a tent in the living room and uh, he made it till about 10 o'clock in there. And then he was running laps around the tent and going nuts. So we haven't taken it much further than that. But you know, how do you do that with your family? Well, we, I've taken a couple trips with my daughter. So like I said, and my wife went birding with me once or twice. But we just got back from Costa Rica. So Costa Rica is this birding paradise. But it's also this trip that kind of signified the family coming back together. You know, I've been home for about a year now. And it wasn't, it's not so easy to be gone and come back and just be, oh, everything's fine now. Is this not? Yeah, I guess you got to rebuild that relationship. Rebuild the trust. You know, I lost some trust with my kids. I lost some standing with my kids. There's things that need to be repaired. But I I remember when my parents got separated, my dad would come back. It was always like, now we're going to do this. You know, now we're going to church. And I'm like, how did that uh, affect you? Oh, it's like, this is bullshit. You know, I was like, it seems so fake. And so I'm really, really conscious of not being fake. And my daughter will call me out. Yeah, whatever, roll her eyes. And she's right. So we went to Costa Rica. Yes, yeah, a burning paradise, but I really you, you wanted to. You just went to Costa Rica. Yeah, I just went to Costa Rica. We went for a week, spent uh, half our time in the in the cloud forest and half our time on the coast. And I didn't want to go crazy with birding. I wanted to bird light bird while I was there and do some stuff with our family. And we did. And, you know, it's more of an adventure and outside of our comfort zone of what my family would do. We'd go to a beach resort. That would be typical for us. Or we stay somewhere plush in a city. We didn't go on four-hour rides down dirt roads to get to where we're going. And what I saw when my daughters got out of their comfort zone in an area that we became tighter. And, you know, one funny story is we were going ziplining over the forest and it was like two three miles worth of zip lines it was seven different ones and when when i was a ranger i became that because i was kind of scared of heights and i never got over being scared of heights so we're on the zip lines and my twins they're nine and they have a small ear to ear 500 feet above the rainforest going 70 miles an hour down these zip lines and i'm freaking scared as hell so the, the twins had no fear no fear nobody else in the family had fear except for me and i was just like get it over get it over get it over get it over and that we'd be done to the next one. They almost kind of be laughing at me because they could see the fear. They could see it. They could tell. But it made me really happy to see them in this environment and close and kind of us kidding around and teasing each other, which has been gone for a while. So that part of reconnecting my family was extremely important for me at this phase of my recovery or however you want to look at it. And when it comes to family, one of my big fears is Raiden might not be into what I'm into. I'm super passionate about what I'm super passionate about. Almost to to the point, not even almost, but to the point that it has become kind of an identity. You know, people expect me to do something related to martial arts. They expected me to name my kid after a Mortal Kombat character. They expect me to want to go camping in the woods and make fires and be dirty and play with knives. And what if he's like what if he's into computer programming and it's something I'm completely unfamiliar with? You just roll with it, man. You know, I think that a lot of people, you know, you've, you're living a full life. A lot of people who aren't living a full life didn't want to make their kids like them, right? And, you know, that's probably not as best for the kids. Let them choose their direction. You're a great role model for what you're doing. So if he wants to go that direction, freaking cool. If he wants to go another direction, then you've got to learn some stuff, right? With With your kids, did you... Because your kids are a good bit older than mine, right? Did you try to steer them one direction? Did you 
Hardy, the reality with me as a father and you as a father are two different things. I wasn't the type of father. I wasn't an involved father like you are. I have a lot of respect for how you're involved with your kids. I was a, a lot more standoffish. And so now I'm trying to kind of figure it out where I am right now. But one thing, I don't know if it's writing my own narrative or just saying, hey, it's not so screwed up where we are. But I do want my kids to go in their direction. You know, I tease like, hey, who's going to take over the biscuit empire? But the reality is I want them to find something they're passionate about. Like I found something I'm passionate about. It was like with my daughter, when I decided to bird and she goes, yeah, let's see how long it lasts. I said, you watch me, you watch me. Cause I want to set that example of what I want to do. Something that she'll know she can do what she wants to do. So do you see what you're passionate about motivating them or just your passion motivating them? Just my passion motivating them. That's my, that's my focus. I mean, I, it really, the birding, the way I go about it, a lot of it has to do to be a, a good example for my daughters. You know, I can't make up for some lost times and things that I did, but I can set an example for, hey, dad went after what he went after with everything he had. Now, since you've started this birding and, and all the stuff that you're doing now, have you seen a um, a passion emerge from the girls? Have you seen them take follow your example? Have you seen them push like you're pushing? Have you? One of the examples, maybe that my oldest daughter decided to play lacrosse this year. She hadn't played sports in a couple of years. And she had to go out for the team and she wasn't sure if she was going to make it, but she worked her ass off. And when she made it out, I was really proud of that push. And I think it's a byproduct of what I did with Birdie. She may not admit that, but to me, that's how I saw it. In the opposite vein, I'm a little worried about Raiden being too into what I'm into. I remember me as a kid, and I was a um, accident-prone, uh, frequent flyer at the local emergency room. And Raiden right now is kind of a handsy kid. He wants to, you know, push and wrestle and uh, grab. He's an only child, so he's not particularly good at sharing. So I'm afraid to train him too well in martial arts, and he may wind up getting into a little bit too much trouble. I, have you seen anything with your kids where you've, tried to temper what they're into for their own good and that's a hard one hardy because I, I struggle with this a lot trying to figure out how to give my daughters the best gift that i can give them and pushing them into doing something or taking them in a certain direction they fight against a lot um, part of it i believe is the dynamics of father and daughters part of it's the baggage that comes with the last two years of being separated from my family and i have some guilt about that what i decided that the best path for me and for them is setting an example for my girls um that they can do anything they want to and i try to say this to them and i i said it as much with the whole birding thing i callie at the beginning kind of laughed at me and said we'll see how long this lasts i made that a chip on my shoulder to say i will show you what i can do if i put my mind to it i think that's the key lesson i think that's the I hope that I hope that your family, our listeners, everybody sees what passion, what hobbies, what uh, perseverance can do for them. You can. I say this to everyone. If you really want to do something, you can do it. And you can take it to whatever level you want to take it. Have fun with it. Don't let it consume you and make you have a breakdown. And then you have to do a podcast to explain your breakdown and how to get out of it. But go after it. Go after something. Find something that just gives you juice. Wendy, I'm home. When we come back to our families, it's nice if we've kind of blown off the steam that we've needed to or burn up that extra energy or let go of that. 
stress that we're bringing home. One of the practices that I try to have, and I'm pretty guilty about not doing this consistently, but sometimes I remember to do it, is before I get out of my truck, before I walk into my house, I sit down, take a deep breath, and try to set my mental state up so that when I walk in that door, my family's happy to see me. I don't want to add to their stress. I want them to be like, yeah, dad's home. We're going to play or we're going to go out to eat or he's going to hang out with me or, you know, you know, I want my wife to be excited. I like to go get her a glass of wine and hand it to her and you say, hey, you can take a break. I know you've been with him and uh, I need to do that more. If Today's inspiration is a quote from Alan Watts. When someone plays music, you listen. You just follow the sounds and eventually you understand the music. The point can't be explained in words because music's not words, but after listening for a while, you understand the point of it, and that is the point, the music itself. In exactly the same way, you can listen to all experiences. I believe that's related to this topic of family today because it's family's not always logical it doesn't always make sense but we understand them we're connected and we experience them and i want to make sure that all of us take time to take care of our families and again to make sure that everybody's happy when you come home everybody's excited to see you if everybody if more people took time to do that then i believe our world would be happier and healthier place i'm a bird watcher i'm a bird watcher watching birds go by Fly, fly, fly. I'm a bird watcher. I'm a bird watcher. There goes one now. Today's bird of the day is the macaw. And that's that iconic tropical bird that you always see that's red and all these other colors, yellows and blues underneath it. And really why that it's the bird of the day is because when I was in Costa Rica, I did light birding. But on the next to the last day, my daughter Fiona, who shows the most interest, said, I'll go birding with you. So the next morning at five in the morning, I went to wake her up, totally expecting she wouldn't get up, but she jumped right out of bed. And we went on this little drive in a golf cart looking for the McCall. And we could hear them. They're super, super loud. They're really loud. And we could hear them around. We're driving around. And then she points out the three flying in the sky right next to us. In time that I am able to get a picture. And that moment of birding, that's one of my favorite moments of birding. It's with my girl. One of the things that's really helped me during this recovery is I've started writing and I've written a couple of stories and I've just really found some peace in them. And what I'm leading up to is the story from coming back from Costa Rica. When we came back from Costa Rica and we picked up our dog, we found out that we were going to have to put her down. So we've had Lexi for 12 years and it was pretty nice that we had just come from this family bonding trip. It was like we came full circle and came together and we were in the room at the vet and all kind of saying our byes and Lexi just laid her head down and and died. I was the next day thinking of writing a story and I started putting it together and it turned into what I guess can be described as a poem and I'm going to read it here. Apology to my dog. My shame was reflected through you. I never really embraced you. You never strayed, questioned, or shamed. I rarely acknowledged you. You always protected my girls. I never thanked you. You comforted my wife. I felt obligated to you. You waited until I returned to pass. I can never repay you. 